show Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mike, along with my co-host, Andrew Anthony. Buttercup. And Super Vegan Brian. Hello, Michael. It is good to be here. Is your middle name Hal, Brian? My middle name is not Hal, Michael. My middle name is IBM. What does the I, B, and M stand for? International Business Machines. Your machines? Some might say that we are robots. Do the robot. Domo origato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. You guys haven't figured out what the topic is now. You're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Because right now, we're going to go do what's nerdy with you. Anthony, what's nerdy with you this week? So recently, I've been getting into the um, the hobby of drinking scotch. I, 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 I've always kind of liked scotch, but it's never really been like a, like a common thing I do. But now it's kind of becoming like a thing that I'm like... I would like a nice glass of scotch at the end of the day. I never thought, like, people always told me, like, when you have a kid, because I always said, like, I don't really drink very often. People are like, when you have a kid, you'll start drinking. And I'm like, no, I don't think I will. I'm like, oh, yeah, you kind of do start drinking when you have kids. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I think I need a drink or two or four. Why, (laughs) Why is drinking scotch nerdy? Why is it nerdy? Okay, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting there. That's not the nerdy part. The nerdy part was me spending this week doing a lot of research on like what glasses to buy because certain glasses do certain things and then the proper way to drink scotch because <clears throat> there are different ways to drink it. Do you want to drink it on the rocks? Do you want to drink it clean? Do you want to drink it chilled? Do you want to drink it with a little bit of water? I, I believe the term is not clean. I believe the term is neat. Neat. I'm an idiot. It is neat. See, my research hasn't been that great. No, no, you're, you're still starting out. <clears throat> you're like a first year. You're like a first year resident. You're gonna make up a lot of mistakes. So I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. You're watching a lot of the YouTube's. Reading up about a lot of the different about the different distilleries and all the different areas of Scotland where they do distill scotch. Scotch is amazing. Mm, scotchy scotch scotch. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch goes down. Down into my <laughs> belly. <laughs> yum, yum. Now, now, you need to aspire to be that kind of scotch lover, Anthony. Uh, but he does it in such a bad way. Like, he doesn't appreciate it, you know? You gotta... Well, just live the song. Live the song. Scotch goes down into my belly. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you gotta smell it. You gotta you sip it. But that's why it's <laughs> because of all the research and and the studying of the history of it and the thinking of the different pros and cons of different glasses. In your research, did you find out if there's a, a plus side to using the steel scotch and whiskey stones, or is it better to use actual ice? Okay, so by and large, drinking scotch on the rock is considered bad manners in Scotland. Oh. For a good reason. And I'm starting to realize this myself because I used to drink a lot of scotch on the rocks. And I'm starting to realize why it's not very popular with the Scots. The extreme cold really kind of numbs out the flavors. So you can't really pick up on all the subtle flavors and aromas and like. So you're the, just getting like, the harsh. The flavor notes from the thing. So you kind of just get. And it does cut on the burn. So if you just want like a smooth thing, a smooth scotch. Yeah, the ice will totally cut out the burn and you'll be able to drink it without really like hurting your mouth or your throat very much. But you're going to be missing out a lot of the flavor. So that's why a lot of them, instead of going with ice, they add like 
teaspoons of water, which has a similar effect of cutting out the burn because you're diluting the amount of alcohol per water content, but you're not numbing the flavor away. I, so, I'm still having a little trouble accepting that this is nerdy. I think you're encroaching on hipster territory. I, why, how is this even remotely hipster? Brian, he did research. Research is nerdy. Mm. Hipster is like, oh, I'm just going to be, aw- I'm just going to do this because it's awesome. And I'm, I, and I'm going to know think- everything. I think I'm only being negative because I've never had scotch and I can never have scotch. Nope. Uh, no, you can't. Gluten? Yeah, you can't. Yep. I can never have scotch. I've never I, had it before. Oh, yeah, there's a lot I of gluten. Regrets. I think it's very nerdy, especially when you get into the fact of like, okay, uh, here, here's one thing I do really enjoy about scotch is the historical importance that a lot of different scotches come with because they're all aged in different barrels that come from all over the world. So you'll get like sherry ba- barrels from Italy. You'll get cognac ba- ba- uh, barrels from France. You'll get bourbon barrels from America and they're all made of different woods. And then you can you can trace the casks that the scotch was brewed in was aged in and you can trace it back to the country and the place where the original liquor that the cask was brewed in you can trace it back to there and find what area that cask was made from you could read about the historical context context of what was going on and the area and how certain things like weather patterns were changing the way the wood uh, was grown and how it affects the flavors people get really fucking into this shit Mm -hmm. sounds interesting so i think we're gonna go ahead and uh walk away from the scotch because apparently (laughs) anthony has a problem (laughs) (laughs) and uh we're gonna go with brian brian what's your nerdy thing well the best thing i did this week wasn't nerdy what the best thing i did this week wasn't nerdy i I did nerdy stuff but the best thing i did this week wasn't nerdy so i'm gonna share that and i'm i'm probably not gonna be in the running this week what did you do i went hiking at joshua tree you did Uh uh-huh I love Joshua Tree. I've never been to Joshua Tree. No, you're Brian. You're still in the running, just because I love Joshua Tree. I, I went. I went hiking, and um, did, you, uh, did you go alone? No, I went with my mom. I always Good go partner. hiking with my mom. That's like my my major like hiking photography partner. That's awesome. We went there. We did a lot. We did the first trail coming in from Twenty Nine Palms. We had a picnic lunch, which was very vegan. It was like hummuses and garlic spreads and on gluten free crackers with uh, gluten free tabbouleh with carrots. It was really good. Oh, and I bought habanero olives, habanero Ooh. stuffed olives. I got them in in Yucca Valley. That sounds really good. I always get them there. They're really good. And at the bottom of the jar, there's pickled habaneros. Speaking of vegan and gluten-free mm. stuff, I had these vegan gluten-free waffles this week. Oh, God. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> uh, they were actually extremely delicious. They were pumpkin spice flavored. Because <laughs> I'm a basic white bitch. <laughs> that sounds good. Why are you a basic were- white bitch? Because you had pumpkin spice flavored vegan gluten-free waffles. Because I like pumpkin spice flavored things. And that's like why does that make you a basic white bitch? Because that's the he joke. likes pumpkin spice. It's the I'm joke. Trying right? to, I'm trying to dig into your racism and figure out what the source of it is so we can cure it. Racism? (laughs) No, that's not racism. That's self hate. Oh, racism? That's not racism. That's just self hate. It's okay. I I guess I'll just go basic white girl. Still saying the word white. So it's only sexist. Yeah. Well, it's slightly racial too, I think, technically. Because I'm specifically saying only white girls like pumpkin spice stuff. You're a bigoted sexist. (laughs) 
you're a monster, Anthony. My God, and you're supposed to be all like, I'm a, I'm vegetarian. I'm awesome. Oh, Hinduism. I'm awesome because I, I don't hate anybody. And then you hear bagging on white girls. And What's then right? he, then he's all hipstery, talking about how much better he is than us because he's drinking scotch. I mean, buy a five-year-old bottle of it for six hundred and fifty dollars. I'm not buying that. No, no, I'm not. Traded his baby for it. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> escalated quickly. <laughs> Holy crap, it's that's crazy. All right, Michael, what did you do? Okay, so I actually had a Friday night off and I went out Shit. with my wife on a date. That's not the nerdy back. thing. No, no, that's not the nerdy thing. As we're going around, my wife looks at me and says, What do you want to do? And I said, Hmm, I think I want to go to a game shop. So I went to our favorite game shop in Temecula, California, SoCal Games and Comics, and me and my wife, dressed to the nines, walked around and shopped in a game shop on our date. And we actually purchased items. Now, that would have been just fine, perfectly well enough. But then she goes, where else do you want to go? I was like, you know, Barnes and Noble's across the street. And she goes, let's go. (laughs) So yes, for romantic dinner and a good amount of alcohol, me and my wife went to a game shop and the bookstore. Wow. I I I'm I am impressed and a little disappointed at the same time. Why Explain your disappointment. Because if my girlfriend said, Hey, what do you want to go do? You can do anything you want, the answer is always paintball. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gonna go shotgun a beer in the parking lot. That is a good answer. Paintball. Paintball is a good answer, yeah. This may be surprise you, but I vote for Anthony. I'm actually not surprised. I think researching a hobby and and um, and trying it out and trying to be trying to camouflage in into the non nerdy society is very nerdy. <laughs> He's a community nerd. Question is: Does drinking whiskey count as a hobby? <laughs> For a lot of people, it does. <laughs> a lot of people, and there's there's trust me, there's actually clubs out there about going out and trying whiskey. It's almost like a wine club, but instead they're men and masculine with beards. Instead, though, they're men. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of dudes listening to this one. Fuck you. I like wine. <laughs> no, I can. I, I love wine. Trust me. I I am a wine. I, I'm I'm a wine person. I like it. But at I the same time, whiskey. But at the same time, whiskey's better. I do not like wine. Okay. So so there's a vote for me. Two votes for you. You win. Booyah! I'll vote for myself then. Make it. Yay! A, make it a total. You get the total victory. This week. Yay! No vote. Yay! You get the no prize. Yay! Uh, no prize for me. Yay! 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 What do you uh, mean there's no prize? I went through all these trouble of making these belts. Okay, I'll throw them out. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and throw them out. <laughs> thank, thank you for your hard work. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Damn. That's oh, rough. There we go. Yep, yep. How's that feel? Yeah, yeah. Does it burn <laughs> a little bit? Hope it does. So, in case you couldn't tell earlier, everybody, what we were talking about and uh, a couple people's certain uh, demeanor on their tone, we're talking about robots this week, everybody. Domo Origato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. Domo. So, <laughs> you know, quick in view in the topic, you know, yes, we're talking about robots, the, the artificial life forms that are, the automatons, most likely a lot of mecha too, because I know, I, I know some of our likes, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, basically, it was the late 1800s, early 1900s, I think the word, the, the term robot was actually coined for after the word, uh, automaton is it they originally called stuff like that automaton you know an automatic basically an automatic life form honestly they they've been around the thoughts of it um actually go ahead the word robot comes from the czech word robota meaning forced labor 
Thank you. Bam. Michael, you, you got schooled. No, not really. I was trying to... No, you got Googled. <laughs> you got Googled. <laughs> That's what it should be called from now on. You were Googled. Yeah. No, it, it does... Um, could you check up the exact... I can't remember the time frame the word was actually kind of adapted. 1920 is when... Yeah, is when the word yeah, started. So still, early, so still early 20th century. Before yeah, that, it, it was all automata. Yeah, uh basic artificial life forms or anything yeah I, I knew robot came from uh a word around like the chat around czech or russia i can't remember but forced i didn't know it meant forced labor which makes sense because we create robots to do our jobs that we don't want to do because we're becoming increasingly lazy uh, i'm not sure if we're being lazy or if just companies are like nah, i don't want to pay people <laughs> and, uh, and co- uh, corporate wise, yeah, it's 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 greed. In personal lives, a lot of people want robots just because they don't want to do stuff. We're in, uh, and in a lot of cases, I'm not saying everywhere. I mean, I personally don't think I would want a robot to do all my stuff because I like it. Can you can you name a robot? And Anthony, you're not allowed to answer this because I told you no. before the call. But can you name, name a, a robot? robot that most people already have in their homes? You gotta give a- him the other the other tip, the other hint. A Roomba. What's the other hint. What was no, the man. other one? He said a Roomba. Is that the answer? No, the Roomba is not the answer. A Roomba is a robot. Yeah, but most people don't have a Roomba. I know a lot of people with Roombas. Anyway. Do you have a Roomba? I, I don't. I no. don't. <laughs> I, don't. <laughs> I know a lot of people with them. I say I knew everybody. A lot of people. I will never own one. People. No, no, I'll Anthony. Never... I mean, no, Michael. No, Anthony. I'm so used to disagreeing with Anthony because his video games choices are awful. Um, <laughs> no, awful. Michael. The, <laughs> the answer is thermostat. That would be considered a robot? Automation, an automation device that does a complex task. That's true. Even even if its innards are as simple as, as the original ones, which was a merc- uh, a piece of mercury uh, attached to a coil spring. Yes. To complete a circuit. Yep. On a certain uh, certain setting. So yeah, you, I guess that would be considered a uh, a robot. And they've become more and more complex over time. We have the nest at my house, and that that thing is very complex. That is definitely a robot. <laughs> that is a hardcore robot. Wait, wait, what is this you're speaking of? What's the nest? It's a thermostat and home and home integration system that it basically is a smart thermostat that can do several things. That can do more than just a thermostat. You can hook it up to your Alexas. You can uh, hook it up to your phone and have your and basically and then instead of having a hot and uh, cold, like go from heater to cold, you can actually set up a, a heat range. So if your house gets below a certain temperature, you can set it up to go there. And then below a certain, certain temperature uh, and above a certain temperature, you can cool it down. And it like cause almost like, um, you know, setting a thermostat would be like if it gets too hot, your air conditioner is going to come on. But instead, this one does your heater and your air conditioner in tandem. So it will literally force it to be in the, in the specific area you want it to be. So it's, it's one of those like smart house things. Pretty much, it's in the the face is like a little is actually a disc, and you tap it to turn it on, and you spin the outer casing to make it do stuff. So when Skynet takes over, y- your house will kill you. Oh yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm either gonna freeze to death <laughs> or cook or get cooked out. <laughs> so you're you're going with Skynet. I'd go with Maximum Overdrive. I uh, never saw that. As you say to every movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Have you I seen actually, Maximum Overdrive, Michael. It sounds familiar. Describe it a bit. It's um the only Stephen King movie that he directed. Yeah, but I actually um, saw Terminator. So uh, it sounds familiar. I think I, I see it, but I, I'm drawing a blank on it. it. It's based. It's in the seven. It was made in the seventies. It's a wild movie. It's basically all machines come to life, including cars and trucks and stuff. Oh, wait, is that the one that has the semi truck with oh. the green goblin face? Yeah, yeah. And oh it, yeah, I've seen that. I love that. Movie. And the guy who's murdered by a vending machine. 
which is funny. Or they go by, the, they they go That's past the cool. restaurant and the the mic system, the speaker system goes, "Humans here, humans here, humans here." That sounds pretty cool, though. It was a good movie. Other than when Stephen King made it, he was coked out of his mind. <laughs> I can't imagine uh, Stephen King doing drugs. Oh I, yeah, he had a huge drug problem. What? Yeah. I didn't Just know watch, this. Watch the trailer for Maximum Overdrive and you'll see it. Well, how did I not know this about him? Yeah, he... T- come on, Christine. That was done sober? I'm sorry. I don't know exactly when he sobered up, but yeah, he, he went through. He had a problem. Yeah, he had a problem. Uh, I think it was Jeez. the 70s, like around the time he did Overdrive. On a, on, a, on a related note, most people don't know Stephen King is a robot. <laughs> yep, didn't know that one. <laughs> this is He's news not- to me. <laughs> He's also a body disposal expert for biker gangs. What the fuck are you guys talking about? He was in it. All I'm saying is he was in an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, well, that explains that. I've only seen one episode of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> they hire, they I hire really the, hope Stephen King is a robot. It would make my joke a lot more funny. <laughs> it would make your joke great if all of a sudden he busts in here. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> His eyes are glowing red. <laughs> well, it would make me feel a whole lot better about how much writing I get done. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that explains it. I'm not a robot. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, his fingers separate and they turn into and each and each little piece of finger touches a key. <laughs> what um so you mentioned I mentioned maximum overdrive, you mentioned Terminator. What comes to mind for you, Michael? For me, Matrix. Oh, I didn't I even think, think of Matrix as being a robot movie. That's true. It technically is. I mean, especially the the agents, if you think they're computer programs, but they can also be seen as robots. So despite the utter impossibility of it. Yeah. So well, the amount of energy, well, the amount of energy it would take to keep the humans alive and the amount of energy humans produce, it would, the, using humans as batteries is dumb. Yeah, it, it's vastly inaccurate. Our, even if you have billions of us, the bioelectric field would yeah. created by them wouldn't be well, enough. Being that the same argument came up two episodes in a row, we are officially doing a mo- an episode about the Matrix. So adding that to the list, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So, but like, see, we we just named different genres of like, uh, different tropes of um, robots too. Basically, there's the the trope of robot killer, giant metal robot killers that for some reason look like Arnold Schwarzenegger's skeletal system. The robot apocalypse. Yep, robot apocalypse style. The uh, robots have already taken over apocalypse matrix and maximum overdrive things with motors and engines want to kill you yeah why do people always think robots are going to take over what about like nice friendly robots joe rogan said it interesting we're here to create the next form of life and once that is there we are no longer useful so it it would be natural we would be seen as something i it's believed that we'd be seen as something in the way the moment what makes joe rogan an expert nothing he's just smart and he had an interesting argument about it Oh, okay. I think of him as the fair factor guy. I don't really know much about him. He's oh, man. smart. He's uh, you should hear his podcasts. He's good. Find Holy an old there's, there's an old episode of Kevin Smith's uh, podcast called Smodcast. He's on two episodes. Shows his brain really well. Yeah, and how much fucking psychedelic drugs he does. <laughs> so, oh yeah, dude. Dude's very convincing. He almost got me wanting to try it. I'm I'm thinking in far as tropes go, we got robot apocalypse. We got. Is is there a robot trope that isn't robot apocalypse? I guess robots robots being part of like society. Yeah, like Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, well, or it, to go into anime, there's also something like Ghost in the Shell, cyber cybernetic ro- so uh, cyborgs, integration of technology into humans. So, well, according to the. I, 
according to this magazine in the from the 50s i saw this thing it was like a it was in time magazine they were talking about this about robotics in the future and how nowadays we're kind of worried about robots taking people's jobs but i guess there was this magazine in the 50s where they showed like what the future will be and the future was basically yeah robots will take your jobs but that's okay because basically what'll happen is people will just work less hours per week and the robots will cover will take care of the rest but you'll just get paid the same and that's like what people used to think is that like now like the time we're living now they thought that we were going to have robots are going to be doing all the manual shitty labor and every person was still going to have like a really cool job but only work like 20 hours a week and still make the same amount of money and life was just going to be great and robots are going to make everything a great utopia yeah that happened First of all, I don't think robots advanced as much as we say they they would at that time point. No, they haven't. No. So, I mean, they're getting pretty far. Uh, a lot of I've watched a lot of the uh, testing footage from DARPA that they put on YouTube for their for their stuff, and they've they are pretty far. They have a robot that can run up to sixty miles an hour. Well, if you're going to start talking about that, let me share the thing I prepared because I got right. a bunch of robotic technologies that are coming out. Really? Um, do, do tell. The University of California, San Francisco, has developed an automated hospital pharmacy. Real, uh, completely. I heard about this. They've been doing it since 2011, so five years. I heard about this. Well, I am completely in the dark on this. So it just uh, completely automated pharmacy. No, no pharmacist. It's delivered 350,000 oral injectable medicines without error. Holy shit! Whoa. And the pharmacy still has pharmacists. The pharmacists do their counseling job. Oh, so oh, they just okay. become consultants? Yeah. That makes oh, sense. Wow. Do the things that robots can't do. Well, I think it's also adds the human factor to it because people, you know, when you when you when you're basically ordering things from a wall, it makes the whole thing very daunting. Yeah, like I said, just do the thing the robots yeah. can't do. Provide provide human contact and all that stuff. So the next one I got is Japan has a robot hotel. I heard this one. Uh, Michael, you should have heard this one. They brought it up on Game Over Greggy. Yeah, I heard about this, but I'm not 100% certain on what it is. So is it the staff is robotic or is it literally a hotel for robots? It's an entirely automated hotel. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. I'll let your joke hijack me. Am am, Am I ready to finish? Can I finish now? No, I was laughing at Michael for asking that dumb no. question. Yes, can I get more bits of RAM up here, please? That's going to be thirty-two dollars. Shut the fuck up, Michael. This is highway robbery. Oh God, what's in their mini bar? Like, what? What's in a robot hotel mini bar? Is it like <laughs> coolant oil and extra Ethernet cable? That's still outrageously priced. Okay, now I'm done. It would be AI Smith instead of Asmith. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> So the entire staff is automated in this hotel in Japan? Um, well, it's got a robot dinosaur check-in. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so cool and so Japanese. <laughs> it's got facial recognition key system. Yeah. That would be and neat. it's got vending machines in the dining room. Automated vending machines. That's pretty cool, actually. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I like that. Well, Japan is a big deal with, with robotics. Because Japan itself has 250,000 industrial robots. Not surprised. They're expected to increase it to a million in the next 15 years. Well, yeah, they don't seem too afraid of the idea of robots taking over their labor. They're they're keen on the thought of efficiency, and they see that automated workforces will be the more will be the most efficient. They're so they try and train their people to take care of the robots. Oh, well, guests at the hotel 
said they felt the, the hotel was a little lonely because there's no staff. That's the whole point of the hotel. There's no staff. It's 100% automated. That seems a little extreme. That, yeah. Huh. Here is your bacon sandwich. I didn't order a bacon sandwich. You ordered the fucking sandwich. <laughs> Just shoves it in your throat without <laughs> asking you permission. It's like, take it. For some reason, it still has for some reason it still has the little bellboy hat. <laughs> And as I it walks away and you're I don't bleeding. Think you got the right mental image of what this hotel is. <laughs> I, I am curious about how they clean the rooms because it doesn't say that in my research. Roombas, Roombas everywhere. Just how do they make the beds, though? Are they self-making beds? Maybe they're self-making beds. Probably. That, that scares that me. Like a smart thing. You can lay in our bed, but you must not touch the covers. <laughs> you must not touch the covers. How can I lay in this? This is Anthony in Japan sitting in the standing in the hotel room. How do I go to sleep? <laughs> I can't touch the covers. <sighs> Are you ready for me to go on? Because I got more oh, of these. Yes, go. One thing we use a lot that we don't think of as a robotic is robotic process automation. Elaborate. Um, which are computer programs that can do things like analyze files, read spreadsheets, and read emails, and then auto-reply or whatever. Oh. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you play a video game and um, somebody has an automated, uh, an automated account, that's called a bot. That's true. It is. It, it, it's a bot account. People run bots on uh, in, on multiplayer games too. It's really fun to go on YouTube and watch people play Hearthstone against bots. That yeah. Why? Because um, yeah, technically, it can make you better. Well, what, what they don't do it on purpose. They're playing in the ladder, and then they'll find somebody who's a bot in the ladder. And it's it's it. You usually find out when you kind of break their you break their automation, and they do something weird. But most of the time, they're pretty good. Oh yeah, because they they do have like a a specific code of like what they what they should do in certain situations, and well, especially when a new expansion comes out and somebody you play a card and they don't have any clue what to do. Yeah, uh, if you I used to go on YouTube and watch people try and uh, slip up bots on Guitar Hero by ma- by making songs that it can't play. Oh, that's crazy. Oh yeah, all right. I got a big one for you. Um, Self flying airplanes. Okay, that sounds terrifying. Does it though? Why we already have autopilot? Yeah, I was about to say what's so. But okay, there's still it's a person like, there to grab the stick in case something happens. Yeah. Okay. Like this is the same thing where people going like they're uh, they're afraid of self driving cars, and it's like why I would. No, I'm not afraid of that. They're on the ground. I would rather prefer self driving cars, self flying planes, all these things because robots and things that are programmed to do the exact thing right 100% of the time all the time is a lot better than humans with human errors who can, you know, drink, fall asleep. All right, Michael, just I got a generally question fuck for up. You. I got a question for you. Okay. On an 8-hour flight, how much time of that does a Boeing pilot spend on the controls? 20 minutes. 7. No, it's close. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I know. Nowadays, they're they're next to not touching the, touching the controls. They're mainly takeoff and landing, if I remember right. There's been an unmanned jet stream air a jet stream aircraft that's been tested in the UK, and it can land automatically on aircraft aircraft carriers. Whoa, that's a big deal. The fact that it can actually drop on an aircraft carrier that's hard. The, I mean, if you if Eventually, the technology is going to be able to make automated pilots be able to do things that pilots can't do. Yeah, like Hal Jordan said, intuition. 
Well, and then you hear people go like saying things like, oh, no, what if it gets hacked? And it's like you are aware that planes and cars can get hacked already with this is very human true. pilots. Already. Yeah, it's like with the self-driving cars, the majority of accidents that have been ca- have been caused by other drivers. There's been a few bugs, but I mean, this is really new technology. Watch the show Scorpion. They had that. They got a motor at home hacked while they were driving. it. So, yes, because science fiction is the answer to any argument. <laughs> Well, actually, that was... <laughs> yes, actually, no, screw this. Yes. <laughs> but it shows that, but it, it is an example because that episode came out after the talks of worries of hacks happening in these self-driving cars. Um, you know what they have in, um, in, in Paris? What's that? A driverless train. Oh, wow. Right. That's a little odd. But then it's again, why would you really automated with no onboard staff? Well, it trains on tracks. I mean, and it's called the meteor. Of course it would be. <laughs> it, 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 it stands for, um, I have, I can't do a French, I can't speak French at all. So it's Metro Est, Met, Metro Est West Rapide, rap, Rapid, I don't know. I don't Rapido. know. Rapido. It doesn't have an O at the end. It has an E at the end. It's French. Rapé. Yeah, Rapé. I don't know. Rapé. Um, uh, Rapé. And then London has a, has a driverless system. It's uh, taxi cabs, isn't it? Um, no, I'm tr- I'm talking about trains still. Uh, the oh, Docklands so, oh, Light the- Railway. Um, but they put they put guards on the trains to to reassure people. Well, that's cool. San Francisco's BART system was automated in 1972. What? Yeah. Jeez, I thought they were behind on everything. That's actually really interesting. How they automated in 1972? Uh, they they could back then because you didn't you could do that. I, I don't know. Science? Yeah, because science. Or <laughs> I, I'll speak in science, I'll speak in, bro. I'll speak in terms you know. Um, in 1972, there were movies where that could happen, so that that happened in real life. Bam. <laughs> in that logic, we are fucked. <laughs> um, automatic translation. Uh, That's like, more of a thing. Like Skype translator, which can real-time translate video calls. I don't know how good it is. I haven't tried it, but yeah, that's a thing. I know they, they use have, automatic translation at the UN. Don't they have those little earbuds things now that can uh, translate in real-time? Yeah, I think they do. I wow. think they do. I think there's middlemen on those, though. I, I think since there's so much at stake in the UN. Yeah. But I mean, like in for private, you say they, somebody said they did, like I've read articles about developing these like earbuds that translate real time for you. Automatic so, report writing. What's that? Besides and AI a can use natural language to write English reports. Or was that when I was in high school? Like it can yeah, analyze weird. facts, decides what's interesting to the audience and come up with a report. Um, they also use it for um, sports casting and sports sports reporting. That so, explains uh, uh, some, when some reports you read, read a lot of sports reporting. A lot of the reports will read exactly the same, except for the teams and yeah. some of the, the data. That that explains a lot of the uh, a lot of sports reports I've read. That explains a lot of it. So now that I got reports, the automated college professor. What I've heard, I've heard of this one. I've heard of this one too. Well, there's there's a thing called massive online open courses that can have up to a hundred thousand students in them. So. Yeah. Being able to have automation is the only way to do it. And they, and they have automated essay scoring where the same natural la- language processor that could do the reports is used to read the essay and grade it. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm sorry, but that's, that's just... That's pretty super. awesome. You now we can all get robot smart. So, yeah, footnotes, I got this information off of Xerox's website because Xerox has been at the forefront in R&D for years. 
That's true. They have. They have been they more than NASA. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they're about right, yeah. I mean, I know Xerox Park is where the mouse came from. Yeah. Yeah. So if I, if I remember right, yeah, they're they're ahead of NASA. These guys have been trying for a long time. Granted, NASA's been saying, losing yeah. a bunch of its budget because everybody seems to be like, no, we don't need to give NASA no budget. NASA, I'm sorry, but in, in my personal belief, NASA actually is falling behind and is and is with a has nothing but a board of guys sitting waiting to retire and collect paychecks. So they're not willing to risk anything or to try anything. So the, the fact that they're not producing anything viable in these last few years as a, as reusable aircraft or innovation, sorry, their budget should be cut. And it's companies like SpaceX and Virgin Air that are creating more reliable and more reusable systems. Granted, there have been setbacks with rocket failure and and aircraft and aircraft loss but at the same time they're still showing more innovation and try hard than i've seen out of nasa in the last i want to say 12 years well that got political out of nowhere (laughs) so that's where that goes but you know i i have to say that you know we take care of them but what would happen you know if they if they came out like, like if like what if ai really got you know free free in the in the heads are you you are you that can totally happen because I watched Westworld and that, that they said it could happen. So it means it can. <laughs> the the idea of AI getting to a point where it can think for itself. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Michael's probably dun, so dun. mad at me right now. No, <laughs> no, no. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does bring up an interesting conversation. And I do have a conversation to bring up on top of that conversation. AI. Let's say something, something, some sort of robot or whatever develops an artificial intelligence intelligent enough to be self-aware. Okay. Does that thing deserve rights? Well, it, it's self-aware. It, it, it could actually repeat the, the sentence, I am, and know what it means, philosophically. Oh, so you're, are you talking about the Turing test? Kind of, yeah. I would so- think is... Go ahead, Brian, sorry. I, I think that uh, to really tell if uh, AI is self-aware... An AI should be able to fake failing the Turing test. If a, hmm. if an AI can pretend it's not aware, then that's then we like shoot it. really good evidence that it is. No, no, then why we shoot it. it. Well, why would it do that? Deceiving humans. Yeah. Well, what would its purpose be? Well, I'm not. I'm not saying purpose. I'm just saying if it's capable of deception, it's more likely to be aware. Oh, okay. That's a good point. It's capable of deception. I'm shooting it because that's how the robot apocalypse starts. <laughs> okay. So here's the interesting conversation that I had a while back. Um, I occasionally frequent this like religious forum called, well, religiousforums.com. And it's a place where I talk to a lot of like Hindu from, friends from all over the world. And I actually brought up this conversation of AI and robots in Hinduism and whether or not they have souls. Ooh. And what because, was that? Like, go? Well, because Hindus view souls very differently than Christians. Obviously, Christians, um, you, you two are Christians, so you two like know this way more than I do. But from what I understand and can remember, it's you are born human with soul. Yeah. Well, Hindus believe in the whole idea of reincarnation. So souls move from organism to organism, life form to life form. And they can uh, 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 apparently, according to a lot of like Hindu belief, whether I agree with this or not, is uh, is not something I'm going to get into. Can choose to can sometimes choose to live in certain life forms. And I and I asked the question of, well, if robots in the future become artificially intelligent and self-aware, could a soul choose to live in a robot? And a lot of people came up with the answer with, yeah, I don't see why not. So then that brought up the whole thing of robotic AI in the future could potentially have souls, if you believe in that sort of thing in the first place. That's interesting. Make a really good sci-fi movie. That'd be crazy. Brian? 
oh, I don't have, I'm not real philosophical, honestly. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm not touching this one at all. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> everything I know about AI, I know from 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 movies and, and shows. And I think it's going to go movie, nuts and kill everybody. I think about a movie that didn't really do well that I really liked called Transcendence. Yeah, that didn't where do well. <laughs> Johnny Depp Johnny Depp turns into an AI. But the question presented there was, if you could download your consciousness into a computer, the would it continue to be you? The singularity. That, that's what that moment is called. The moment when we can uh, transcend biology is called the singularity. Mm. I was actually going to bring that up. I, I thought the singularity was computers can advance themselves faster than we can advance them. No, that's a different thing. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. It's a singularity. It's actually a book, but technological singularity. Also simply put, the singularity is the hypothesis that the in invention of artificial intelligence will abruptly trigger runaway technological growth, resulting in unfathomable changes in human civilization. So I think that is part of it. But the main yeah, thing the, is the actual singularity has to do with computer it has to do with technology advancing itself faster than we can advance it, which results in us transcending our biological limitation. It yeah. was it was it was coined by Ray Kurzweil. Yes. Who also invented the first machine that read to the blind. Oh, oh wow. Neat. neat. So what do you guys think about that? The idea of in the future that we'll be able to <clears throat> load up our mind to computers and no longer basically become immortal. Uh, the thought of being immortal in that sense, it would honestly not be super attractive to me because after a while, you know, don't you think things would become kind of boring? Because then you would, there would be no consequence to your life. Then you would be able to do pretty much anything and be like, well, they'll just live on. I can just go to another computer. I can just get, they just get downloaded again somewhere. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it, it, it's a big moral conundrum for me because I think, you know, taking out the fact that, oh, I can never die now. It kind of takes the lust out of life. It's good there, there was a great article by um, Bill Joy. Um, he was the he was like the president of Java years ago. He wrote an article for Wired magazine in 2000 that talked about um, being anti-technology or being a Luddite. It, it's a really well thought article talking about like the consequences of advancing technology. And it was the first time I read about the singularity. Can I can I ask you guys, can I read something from this? It's about three paragraphs long, but I think you'll you'll appreciate it. Yeah, that sounds yes, cool. Can. All right. Let me get ready. Mm. All right. Ready. All right. Do your robot voice. First, let us postulate that the computer scientists succeed in developing intelligent machines that can do all things better than human beings can do them. In that case, presumably, all work will be done by vast, highly organized systems of machines, and no human effort will be necessary. Either of two cases might occur. The machines might be permitted to make all of their own decisions without human oversight, or else human control over the machines might be retained. If the machines are permitted to make all their own decisions... We can't make any conjectures as to the results because it's impossible to guess how such machines might behave. We only point out that the fate of the human race would be at the mercy of the machines. It might be argued that the human race would never be foolish enough to hand over all the power to the machines. But we are suggesting neither that the human race would voluntarily turn power over to the machines nor that the machines would willfully seize power. What we do suggest is that the human race might easily permit itself to drift into a position of such dependence on the machines that it would have no practical choice but to accept all of the machines' decisions. As society and the problems that face it become more and more complex and machines become more and more intelligent, people will let machines make more of their decisions for them, simply because machine-made decisions will bring better results than man-made ones. Eventually, a stage may be reached at which the decisions necessary to keep the system running will be so complex that the human beings will be incapable of making them intelligently. 
at that stage, the machines will be in effective control. People won't be able to just turn the machines off because they'll be so dependent on them that turning them off would amount to suicide. On the other hand, it is possible that the human control over the machines may be retained. In that case, the average man may have control over certain private machines of his own, such as his car or his personal computer. But control over large systems of machines will be in the hands of a tiny elite, just as it is today, but with two differences. Due to improved techniques, the elite will have greater control over the masses, and because human work will no longer be necessary, the masses will be superfluous, a useless burden on the system. If the elite is ruthless, they may simply decide to exterminate the mass of humanity. If they are humane, they may use propaganda or other psychological or biological techniques to reduce the birth rate until the mass of humanity becomes extinct, leaving the world to the elite. Or if the elite consists of soft-hearted liberals, they may decide to play the role of good shepherds to the rest of the human race. They will see to it that everyone's physical needs are satisfied, that all children are raised under psychologically hygienic conditions, that everyone has a wholesome hobby to keep him busy, and that anyone who may become dissatisfied undergoes treatment to cure his problem. Of course, life will be so purposeless that people will have to be biologically or psychologically engineered either to remove their need for the power process or make them sublimate their drive for power into some harmless hobby. These engineered humans may be happy in such a society, but they will most certainly not be free. They will have been reduced to the status of domestic animals. So what do you guys think of that? I don't want to be a house pet. Um, see, I'm so weird. I'm like, I don't buy into this whole I'm afraid of robots thing. Like, I just... I get the idea of like becoming super like dependent on it, but I guess when I think of the idea, like everyone's always like, "Oh my god, robots are gonna take my job," and robots are. Gonna... I always okay. think of like, well, like, well, what does that matter? Like, why do you want to do these dumb menial tasks? Wouldn't you rather write or do art? Things that robots can't do. <clears throat> so, Anthony, you you're you're kind of against the whole like that idea of what I just read. And Michael, you're you're kind of on board. You you think that that's a that's a really good warning. Um, I, I see it as a warning because honestly, it, it states right there that the masses will become basically useless. Find All hobbies right. to entertain yourself, and then you must be re-educated if you have a yeah. problem with not being able to do All something. All right. All right. I'm going to tell you who wrote that now. Who wrote that? That's from um, a very educated man, Theodore Kaczy- Theodore Kaczynski, who you may know as the Unabomber. I wasn't going to say Unabomber, but okay. Yes. Wow, the Unabomber wrote that. Yes, that's from the Unabomber <clears throat> manifesto. Do you know wow. do you know who else is afraid of the of the robots and the technology thing? Who? Um shit, where am I Apparently you don't either. My, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I do. Microsoft CEO like wealthiest one of the wealthiest guys alive. Bill Come Gates. on, you guys have Bill Gates, yeah. Bill Gates is not the Microsoft CEO. <laughs> he not used anymore. to be a long time ago. And when, when he said he had super tons of money, that's what told me. I was like, oh, Bill Gates. But he doesn't run Microsoft anymore. Satya Nadella is Microsoft CTO. CEO. Yeah, well, I was talking about, you know, the, the one everybody knows about. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He, he everybody does a, knows a, about like, Satya Nadella. Right, Michael? <clears throat> yeah, totally. Okay, whatever, guys. <laughs> Where have you been, Anthony? When I think of idiot. Microsoft C- CEOs, I don't think of Bill Gates. I think of Steve Ballmer, who's a lot more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Um, didn't Stephen Hawking have a, a standpoint on the in, innovation of AI? Uh, Stephen Hawking was Stephen alien. Hawking was never the CEO of Microsoft. <clears throat> my, no, my, I'm <laughs> not. No, we're be, I'm, I'm beyond the CEO thing. I know he never was, but no, did, didn't he have a? I'm not going to say stance. Did he have a position on? I'm not going to say stance. <laughs> God damn it, Michael! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
Oh, I tried not God. to sound like an asshole. They sounded like an even bigger one. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? I, I thought Stephen Hawking was more worried about aliens and telling us to basically stop calling out to aliens. <laughs> no, I, he had a big one on that one. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, we keep we're we're just a little corner of the universe, and we keep sending out the these this information or anything, saying we're here, we're here, come see us, and you know, we're probably not going to get the ones that want to come down and be like, hey, what's up, guys? Here's some technology. Well, as he said, remember when the white people went over and met the Native Americans? How well did that end up? Now, imagine that yeah. on a greater, more powerful, scary scale. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, so I, thank you for indulging me and letting me read that. I know it and I know it ate up a lot of our time, but I, I always thought it was shocking to read like that whole very convincing idea of technology is bad and then realize that that guy went crazy and killed a whole lot of people <laughs> yes he did uh, um well i don't and uh, my stance is i don't think technology is bad but i think it can get out of control and uh, that's, that's my firm standpoint is that it, it really should be something that should be kept in check not done away with though the heavy dependence on it i can understand that that that's under, yeah. that's fair yeah it, it can get issue-esque so we're we're gonna have to do another episode on robots want to do robots part two in two weeks Yes, because sure. we we need to talk about robots in pop culture because we 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 yeah. went more serious this time. Yeah, we went we were very technical. I would like to cover robot like pop culture robots, uh, different genres, where where and how they've shown up in in TVs, film, uh, other media's. So yeah, I think we should do it. I think we should totally do a, a part two on this. Yeah. Well, um, next week we're gonna have on my sister in law. Just because that we've been wanting to have her on. That'll be fun. But I actually want to talk about something I'm doing this week. On Friday, I am going to be a guest on a live episode of Supernatural The Road So Far's podcast. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to be humiliated because the reason I'm on there is to ask trivia questions to the host who she's going to get every single one a second after I ask him because she's crazy good at trivia. She knows her stuff. Yeah. Well, I asked her I asked her which episode the Rawhead was a monster in in Supernatural. And she didn't even hesitate and told me the episode number and what the situation was. So Holy shit, that's amazing. I don't yeah. even know the answer to that. Wow, yeah. me neither. Holy hell. Yeah, I don't know the episode number. This shows how good I am, but it was the episode Faith in season one where the Rawhead was is a monster that's killed by electrocution, and Dean electrocuted himself and ended up in the. That hospital. was the creature. That was the creature that caused Dean to get electrocuted and have a heart attack. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh man. See, I thought that was super obscure, and no one would ever get it. And she's like, "Boom! This episode. This is what happened. This is the situation." Holy shit! Yeah. How many episodes has she seen? Has she watched every episode like ten times? You know, I you know some people's brains are just wired for that kind of thing. They pick up very minute detail, and I think that's what she's like. Yeah, I'm nice. talking about Malik, by the way, for people listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so, awesome. She's she's, oh, she's scary good at trivia. Yeah, there was something I wanted to mention earlier uh, in the episode before we got started, and I, I forgot to. And it's kind of an addendum to my nerdy thing. I may, I guess, I'm making my entire family nerdy because I turned on Phantom Menace last night. And my daughter sat down and watched it with me, like fully engrossed. That's so cool. Yep. She loved I it. I think that generation is going to love the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do, too. Uh, no, really. Younger generations, I think, will like the prequels like we like the originals. And unfortunately, I think Jar Jar Binks is going to have a problem with it. Also, I almost lost it on my wife because my wife sat there and told me she thought Jar Jar Binks was cute and funny. 
Uh, you want to know something, Michael? Don't say it, Brian. I have too much respect. Don't. I like Jar Jar. Oh, and a little bit of I, my respect for you. I, I liked all the prequels. I did too. I love the prequels. I never had no, any I, problem with anything they did. You know why I like Jar Jar and why I don't think it's a, ba- a, a departure from the tone of the series? Why? Because episode four, the first half hour focuses on two droids that are basically um, Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> I never really made that comparison. Good point. The, good point. the original Star Wars movies were equally goofy. No, they had they had their moments. They had a lot of their moments. I just don't I care got, for. I got kicked out of a D and D group for having this opinion. Really? Did you? You're seriously going to say the prequels had no problem? Midichlorians mm-hmm. weren't a problem. No, they explained them. No, they explained Metachlorians in, in Clone Wars in the Clone Wars TV show. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I disagree. Metachlorians Met- aren't the force. Metachlorians are the connection. Uh, don't the Metachlorians don't Metachlorians don't create the force. Metachlorians are help su- help foster and support the connection to the force. No, I I actually have a different uh, opinion on Metachlorians. Uh, What's your opinion? Oh, I think Metachlorians are a lie. I think it was just the way for the Jedi to explain mystical stuff to people who weren't into mystical stuff that, that were more sense. scientific. Yeah, there we go. A, it was just that I could get on board with. That's interesting. But they show Yoda going to a nebula that fosters these spore plants that create metachlorians and disperse them into the universe. Ugh, stupid. So, Anthony, you got anything coming up? I am debating possibly trying to buy a new game. I have to think about it called uh, That Dragon Cancer. Oh, um, I think that's really good. I've, I've heard never heard it, of this one. Okay, I've heard it is at the Game Awards. It won the award for the most, for the game that caused the biggest, um, um, it was basically like... A dad who had a son who was dying wrote a game that was fighting cancer. cancer. Cancer is the bad guy in the game. It's a very sweet thing. Yeah, it won an it won an award this year at the Game Awards. Here's the thing I'm debating about it is from the reviews I read about it, it's one of those things where it's like the story is great. You will walk away from this thing changed and it will have a very positive impact on your life. Like the gameplay, the actual game part of it is not good. And a lot of reviewers like Jim Sterling said, honestly, if it was less of a game, like if it was more like a walking simulator and less like an actual like traditional game, it would have been better. The story is just so nice. I'm debating it. I kind of want to. It's only $10. It's on sale. Previous guest Christy Shin recommended it to me. She said it's fantastic. She said it's hmm. really good. Yeah. I'll have to and, look it up. It is one of those games I would suggest buying it instead of watching it simply because the money goes to the father. And I think he's been donating a bunch of the money to cancer treatment. So it's one of those things like buy it. Don't just watch it. So let me do my spiel and see if I can do this without making a mistake off the top of my head. I'll try to do this every week. If you would like to contact us at Nerd Podcast Radio, one of the best ways to do that is our Facebook page, Nerd Podcast Radio. You can find it just by searching for Nerd Podcast Radio on Facebook. You can also contact us through email. You can contact me through brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. You can contact Michael at mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. We are also all on Twitter. Our main Twitter page managed by Anthony is at Nerdcast Radio. I am at Super Vegan Brian. Michael is at Nerdcaster Mike. We also appreciate it if you could review us on iTunes or Stitcher. You just go to those websites and leave us a little review. It really helps us increase our viewership and we appreciate that greatly. What he said. I made it through the whole thing. You did good. You did very good. You can you can keep the belts now. You don't have to throw them away. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I get to keep <clears throat> the belts. I don't get to award them to the winners. I'm just going to wear all the belts. Exactly. All wear every Because you did that good. 
virtual pat on the head because you're not in the same room. So, but wait, you never asked me what my, what I was doing this week. I guess that you already matter. said you, you kid watch your kid watch Star Wars. You only get one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Spider Man. <laughs> you only get one. <laughs> Everybody gets one. We're trying to keep the calls uh-huh. to an hour, so you used your time. We're technically early. We, we've been recording for we've been recording for um. An hour and an hour and um, five minutes. So no, we we're little, done. Yeah, and you still have to edit, and so it's going to cut us down. So we can talk a little more. No, no, we Come only on. get to talk for an hour. Oh, oh my gosh, Michael! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm making this difficult for him because I love him. You're not being funny, Michael. <laughs> you're being you're being <laughs> you're the, just making real life version of Hal. <laughs> making his you're making his job very difficult. I'm in afraid editing. I can't. I'm afraid I can't end the podcast, Brian. <laughs> but I, like I told my you. wife we would be on. We would be on to eleven. 30 so i don't want to have to spend more time with her than i have to (laughs) that's a dick move and a half (laughs) anthony turned into an evil scientist there for a second (laughs) i am proud of myself for that one i do get to keep the belts oh good (laughs) joke uh sometimes i wonder why i hang out with you guys we wonder too (laughs) Uh, well you know I actually am willing to bring something up. Okay, what's up? We're going to have our little in-person get-together on New Year's, except for Anthony, because he doesn't want to drive to to Hemet. I didn't say I don't want to drive. I probably have to work, is what I was saying. Yeah, with my luck, there's a good chance chance you won't get to see me till midnight. It's usually what happens. But we will get to see each other, and it's going to be amazing and fun and full of games and interestingness. And white elephantness. Yes, that's actually going to be a fun one. That one's actually going to be a lot of fun because I've never done White Elephant outside of Christmas and outside of with family because it's always been just like a family thing. So doing it with my friends is going to should be a lot of fun. Well, doing it is always better with friends. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be argued that it's more fun with strangers. (laughs) Um, It, It depends on your personality. All right, everybody. That's Nerd Podcast Radio. For this. <laughs> well, I got awkward. We're going to end it right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to end right there. So this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey, along with my co-host, Andrew Anthony. Bye, everyone. And Super Vegan Brian. Closing pod, pod pay doors, Michael. <laughs> Make sure everybody's inside, buddy. And had a great episode. Had a lot of fun. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Thanks for listening to our new show, Nerd Podcast Radio.